Did you think things possibly couldn't get any worse for the 2023 Boston Red Sox? Just when you started to feel like they were at the bottom of the hole, they dug themselves an even deeper hole by getting swept over the weekend by the Toronto Blue Jays on the road. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. And speaking of free, Sirius XM has you covered for all Boston Red Sox game broadcasts. Just download the SXM app and search Red Sox and you can get every broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball, even though they are seriously struggling right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Welcome to another episode of the show. I wish that I had good news on today's show, but unfortunately the Red Sox decided not to make that possible as they got swept in Toronto this weekend. And you know what really irks me about this team right now? It's always something that goes wrong when something else is going right. The Red Sox pitching in this series was very good overall. Friday night, Bayo comes in and pitches six strong innings, does give up three earned runs, but it was only on one mistake. He gave up a three-run homer to Vlad Jr. And I mean, come on. If anybody's going to beat you on that team, it's going to be him. And we've been asking for longevity and length from the Red Sox starters. And they finally do that in this series, and the offense doesn't show up. Because what do the Red Sox do to thank Bayo for that great, strong six-inning start on Friday, get shut out, can't put any runs on the board, strand base runners, and not to be taken away from, Jose Barrios did have a fantastic game. He only gave up five hits and struck out eight Red Sox batters. So that's not even my problem. My problem is that the Red Sox just continue to nip themselves in the butt Whenever something is going right, something else just seems to have to go wrong. And that's just one example. They get shut out on Friday night. And then Chris Sale goes six innings, gives up two hits and one earned run, strikes out 10. Could not have been a much better start for Chris Sale. What else could you really have asked for from him? And what do the Red Sox do? Again, not get the job done. They play 13 innings of baseball and lose 4-3, all due to a walk-off in the bottom of the 13th inning. And I don't want to, you know, 
say too many bad things about Sadani Raffaella right now because he is young and he's still very much learning. But that ball in the ninth inning that was hit right to him at center field on Saturday was playable. He could have caught that ball and he completely misplayed it, which led to the game tying triple in the bottom of the ninth inning and made it two to two. Had he played that ball and actually made the play, the game would have been over and the Red Sox would have won. So it's all of these circumstances that once again goes back to just this season and summarizing just the Red Sox to a T. Raphael Devers hit a home run on Saturday. Thank you, Rafi, for balling out when nobody else is. That's pretty fun to see. Also, Devers hit a home run on Sunday. And with Sunday's home run, he tied Jim Rice for the most home runs hit by a Red Sox player before turning 27 with 172 home runs. So that's a pretty cool stat. And he did so with two outs in the ninth inning and two strikes against him in the at-bat. So I was sitting there thinking, you know, this game's over. The Red Sox are once again going to lose. This time they're going to get swept, come up short again. And then Devers ties the game in the top of the ninth inning on that home run. And it just goes to show you how good Raphael Devers really is. People are not giving him enough credit for the season that he's having this year, but he has just had a great season and that's why they paid him. So it was cool to see the home run, but not cool to see the Blue Jays immediately walk it off in the bottom of the ninth inning after once again, a strong start by a Red Sox pitcher. What do you know? Pavetta pitched six and a third innings, giving up four hits and just two earned runs and striking out six. That was honestly one of the best starts I've seen from Pavetta all year. He's been much better overall out of the bullpen. But what does he do? Come in and give his best effort on the mound, pitching six strong innings. And the Red Sox, again, didn't do enough to score and put themselves in position to win the game. And this is what happens. You can't expect your pitcher to do everything and just have a completely perfect start every time because that's simply just not going to happen. The offense has to do their part too. And the Red Sox didn't score in that game until the seventh inning. And Reyes singled and it drove in a run and it put them down 2-1. And then Devers hit the home run in the ninth, but It's just all these little things adding up. And if I could think of just one word to summarize everything I just said, it's mediocre. They are a mediocre baseball team who can do the bare minimum, but not enough to win games when they need to. And ultimately, at the end of the day, all three of these games were competitive which was nice to see. And the reason they were competitive was because of the pitching. I don't give the Red Sox credit offense, um, the Red Sox offense credit, I should say at all for anything really besides Devers who continues to just absolutely rake at the plate. But it's just upsetting because I know that the Red Sox going into this series were really unlikely to get a wild card spot as it is, but I'd at least like to end the season strong and just have some pride when the season is over so that the team can go into the 2024 off season feeling a little bit better and more confident. And let's hope that whoever Heim Bloom's replacement is, is able to 
come in and make some drastic changes because this team as is right now is not going to cut it. And from an offensive standpoint, I've been very pleased all year. They can hit, and they've shown that they can hit as a team overall. I don't know what happened in this series, but every time they had runners on base, they could not score them. When you strand 10-plus base runners like they did on Sunday, you don't deserve to win the game. That's just simply how it is, and the Red Sox did not do themselves any favors to put themselves in the position to win on Sunday. So at this point, I'm really just trying to finish the season off strong and at least finish over 500 because that even is looking like it might not happen at this point. So definitely a very disappointing series. Um, but, you know, I have to give those starting pitchers credit for stretching it out to six innings plus because I've been emphasizing all season long that we need more length from the starters. So hopefully that's promising. Brian Bayo is a great young talent who will continue hopefully to continue in an upward trajectory and develop for this team, but just what an absolute mess of a series. And I would not like to relive that experience at all because it was absolutely painful to watch coming up. You thought you were done with him, but he's back. Bobby Dahlbeck back with the Boston Red Sox. Going to be talking about that next. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. As a Red Sox fan, I really was hoping that the Bobby Dahlbeck era in Boston was done because honestly, the kid just never was able to figure it out at the major league level. And he was given multiple chances and it just hasn't really worked out. But Tristan Casas was placed on the injured list um, this weekend he was a late scratch from the lineup on both Friday and Saturday with right shoulder soreness. And then right before the game on Saturday, um, they announced that they had to place him on the 10-day injured list with right shoulder inflammation. Definitely unfortunate. His season is now likely over. And what a rookie season it was. I mean, he became one of the most consistent hitters in baseball this year. He was hitting 299 with a 953 OPS um, since June 1st. And it's just been a really strong tear for him. Since the All-Star break, he's been hitting 317 with a 1.034 OPS, ranking 14th in the majors and average in that span, 6th in slugging and 7th in OPS. 
I mean, he's making a strong case for rookie of the year. Ultimately, I don't believe he's going to win it. I think Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles will end up winning it. But there's just so much to be proud of from this season for Casas. And it was so fun to watch him grow and develop as the season progressed. Um, It's just unfortunate, really, because we wanted to see more of him and kind of see how he could finish off the season. He did go to Boston on Saturday to get an MRI done, but the team won't know more until later today on the news and what's really going on with him. But they don't want to push him at this point because ultimately there's no point at this point in the season with the Red Sox not being in wild card contention anymore and not being able to show that they can compete with those teams that are in wild card spots. So why push him? when they can just focus on him rehabbing and getting ready for next season, because I have high expectations for 2024. I have high expectations for the person coming in to replace Heim Bloom. And I hope that this team can build a team that can be competitive in 2024 and can be fun to watch again, because I love baseball and I love watching the Red Sox, but this team just can be super frustrating sometimes. And this weekend series was one of those times. So Tristan Casas season likely over to the IL and Bobby Dahlbeck was called up to replace him uh, for likely the rest of the season. Just a big refresher on Dahlbeck this season in 2023 at the MILB level, he's batting 269 with a 381 on base percentage. He usually plays well, in triple a he just can't translate it to the majors i mean he just has bounced all over the place between the major league team and the triple a team and when he's been up in boston at the major league level his batting average is significantly lower his on base percentage is significantly lower and he hasn't been able to figure out how to approach the plate um, and how to approach the pitches coming at him. It's almost like he tries to guess when he's up there and he doesn't look confident when he's up there. He looks significantly more confident in Worcester because I've seen it when I've watched Worcester games. Um, He just looks like he's a lot more poised out there. And when he's at the plate at the major league level, it's almost like he panics and his defense was not good either. When we've seen him in the past up, in the majors, his defense at first base has been a struggle. So obviously this would be a much bigger deal right now. If the Red Sox were in playoff contention, they are not Dahlbeck's up for the rest of the year, but honestly it's frustrating because the more exposure that he gets at the major league level and the more that he doesn't show that he can perform at that level, the less likely it is that the Red Sox could try to trade him at some point because I said for a while, you know, maybe the Red Sox could look into trading Bobby Dahlbeck. Why not see what's out there for him? Because they could trade him to a team that's looking for somebody with his skill set and they could get, you know, some back-end pitchers in the deal that could contribute out of the bullpen. Unfortunately for the Red Sox, his value just continues to decrease the more playing time he gets at the major league level. Um, So I 
hoping the best for the kid. You know, I obviously want to see him succeed. But at this point in time, he hasn't done a whole lot ever since his time being with the Red Sox to show that he can succeed when he's up at that level. So maybe things will change. But in terms of the first base situation, Tristan Casas is the first baseman of the future for the Red Sox. It's a very bright future at that position. He's just continued to improve all season long. Started off the season batting around 150. Could not make contact for the life of him with the ball. Was striking out a lot. Was not able to really find his rhythm at the plate. But then his plate discipline started to improve. And that just spoke volumes of the way that he's able to adapt and learn the game quickly up at the major league level. He's taking a lot more mature at-bats as of late, and just in that span since June 1st, I mean, he significantly increased his numbers to the point where he's gone very quickly from 150 to batting over 300. And that's a lot to say for somebody who's a rookie. If he's able to grow that quickly – Imagine the rest of his career and what that's going to look like. I think there's a very high ceiling for Casas. Dahlbeck's just a placeholder. He'll play up the rest of the season, but it will be worth it at the end of the day because I'd rather know that the Red Sox are taking it day by day with Casas and allowing him to recover before bringing him back. So that way then he can come back next year and really be part of a 2024 team that we hope can stand out and compete for a wild card spot, maybe even more than that. So I'm all for Casas taking his time. I'm not so much for Bobby Dahlbeck being up at the majors, but it's really the only choice they have. He's the best option right now because Justin Turner can't play first base every day. Um, he'll play under Turner and hopefully learn some things in the next couple weeks. But unfortunate for Casas, but he'll bounce back and he'll be better than ever. Coming up next, I'm going to be talking about the new guy on the Red Sox pitching staff who has impressed in his time in Boston over the last couple weeks. So that's coming up. Fantasy baseball is really heading into its prime time. Now, with the playoffs coming up, the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. The best thing about the Sleeper app is you don't have to get too involved or too in-depth with it. You just go in, you make your daily picks, and that's it. Then you can win a bunch of money. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Don't forget also as well that SiriusXM does have you covered for the home broadcast of all Red Sox games. Just download the SXM app and search Red Sox, and you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. I know sometimes that's difficult to do with how this team is playing, but 
it'll be worth it. It's the last couple of weeks of the season. You might as well just cherish the last little bit of Red Sox baseball you have because as bad as the team is and as frustrating as it gets, I always find myself missing them during the off season. And I know you will too. So you might as well take advantage of being able to listen to those games when you can. So download the Sirius XM app and they have you covered. So the angels recently had to DFA a pitcher in Zach Weiss. And he was picked up by the Red Sox who wanted to give him a chance. The Red Sox do tend to do this sometimes where they'll take a chance on pitchers who um, might have struggled before just to see if they can maybe figure out something with that pitcher that they can fix or what have you. Um, So he started the season in L.A., made his first appearance with the Angels on May 19th. Um, and he pitched well, gave up zero runs, but then, um, his ERA went up to 540 the next day. Um, he gave up some runs, did not look very good and he struggled ever since then. He really struggled to find a way to, um, make it work. He, really just couldn't maintain a level of control when he was on the mound. By the time that he was DFA'd, he was pitching with a 506 earned run average. And the thing with him that I think he was struggling with in LA that he doesn't seem to struggle with as much in Boston is having an ability to understand what, should be done when you have base runners because when he was with the angels, it seemed like more often than not base runners would score when he had traffic on the bases. Whereas now in Boston, it seems like he's adapted to that. The Red Sox picked him up earlier on in September. He made his first appearance with the Red Sox um, on September 9th um, against the Orioles. And he gave up two runs. Um, it, and he really just had a struggle of an outing there. The two runs doesn't sound bad, but there was a lot that went on in that inning and it was, it was just tough to watch. But ever since then, he's given up no runs in his next three outings after that, two against the Yankees and one at Toronto. No runs given up since then. He has a 375 ERA right now. I'm riding with this guy. I mean, it's only been a few outings for him since coming to Boston, but he's shown a lot of promise. And the fact that he was struggling with the Angels and has looked good in his time in Boston says to me that maybe he was just not in the right environment for him I'd like to see the Red Sox give him some more opportunities because outside of his first outing, he's looked good. And I'd say when it comes to the Red Sox moving forward as they go into the offseason and they really try to evaluate who could be a piece of their pitching staff moving forward, I say they give this guy a chance because he's been good so far in his outings. And I worried when he came here that he was going to be a mess because he kind of was a mess 
when he was let go by the Angels. But that goes to show that the environment could really make a difference for a pitcher. Um, so when it comes to the Red Sox bullpen next year, I do think he could be a piece to consider that the Red Sox use as an arm. You have John Schreiber. You have Josh Winkowski. You have Brennan Bernardino. You have Chris Martin. You have Garrett Whitlock. And then Nick Pavetta, who has bounced between being a starter and being a reliever. But that's a solid list of guys. And you need to round out the rest of that bullpen because those guys can't pitch every day. So you need other guys who can pull their weight when those guys aren't pitching out of the pen. And I found that this season, it was very one-sided in terms of the Red Sox having that go-to group of pitchers out of the pen, the guys I just mentioned. And not having another group that was as solid for those other days that those guys couldn't pitch. So what I'm looking for is for them to build up that second group this offseason of other relievers who can be super reliable in given situations when you don't have that core four or five pitching that I just listed. I think Chris Murphy has a lot of potential as well. He's still learning and he's still developing, but there's absolutely potential there. And I think you give Weiss a shot because he's shown potential for sure. Again, small sample size, only having four outings in Boston, but three out of those four, he's given up zero runs. And his first one, he somewhat managed to limit the damage. Like I said, it was rough to watch, but it was his first outing with the Boston Red Sox. So I was able to just give him a pass for that. And ever since then, he seems to have gotten acclimated and has pitched well. So I'm all for giving this guy an opportunity. You never know if you try somebody out and they don't work, they don't work. But if they do, then you found something that could be a piece to your team moving forward. And the Red Sox could use really any help they can get right now from a pitching standpoint and any positivity when it comes to that and any arms that show serious potential. So give Zach Weiss a chance, make him a part of your bullpen. If he starts to degress, then you look at other options, but he hasn't shown that so far. So as this season comes to a close, I hope that we see more of him out of the bullpen. I really like the potential there and who knows what's going to happen with the 2024 Red Sox. Let's just hope that they feel the team that's a lot more competitive than they were this year that can be more consistent and can have the pitching staff that can really hold their own and starters who can pitch deeper into games so that the bullpen arms aren't getting worn out and exhausted partway into the season. So let's hope for some changes, have faith that that will happen, that the Red Sox bring somebody in to the front office who will help be aggressive and make some of those appropriate changes. As always, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.